As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Friday Dates with the Wife. In these episodes, my wife and I offer an entrepreneurial couple's perspective on living a more fulfilling and meaningful life. We share our little humble opinions and hopefully make you laugh as we navigate the ups and downs of being entrepreneurs and parents. And speaking of fulfillment, if you want to hire me as your coach, head over to robshowcoach.com, fill out an application, and we'll jump on the call to see if we are a good fit to help you create and design your dream life and business. That's robshowcoach.com. Before we get into today's Friday episode, our next Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind event will be in Dubai and Abu Dhabi for the F1 race on November 16th to the 19th. These trips are designed to get you out of your day-to-day around some amazing entrepreneurs and provide bucket list experiences that will have you coming home re-energized to grow your business and bring your life to a whole new level. Head over to workhardplayhardexperience.com and fill out an application. Okay, let's jump into today's episode. Kimberly, don't get mad at me, Octopussy. How are you this morning? No, 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 no. You're going to have to live with the discomfort of feeling like this is an inappropriate way to start the show. And I'm not hitting that, that thing. And you're, you're purple and you have your hand over your mouth and you're glaring at me and making me feel uncomfortable. But listen, you can't get mad at me for talking about a character in a James Bond movie that is a beloved or is it beloved? I don't know. Character in a James Bond movie. And it just came to me this morning. Of course it did. That <clears> makes perfect <throat> sense. How are you today? I've been better. You mean- <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> You've been better. Uh, um, no, I'm great. I could have went with Pussy Galore and I didn't, okay? Because that's another character in the movie. I, I didn't do it, okay? <laughs> I didn't say it. You didn't create those no. names? I could have said Goldfinger, okay? And that's another character, right? I didn't do that. You didn't um, hear Goldfinger? Didn't, is this because you watched the James Bond girls or Bond girls documentary on the plane on the way home from America? America, yes, I, it actually- By the way, I said the way home from America because <clears throat> this is 
This is home. Um, but, but this is not why we're gathered here today. We are here to talk about... So I put out on my IG the other day uh, a request for ideas <laughs> for a podcast <laughs> because there are mornings Rob and I wake up and we're like, we need to record something. What the hell do we yeah, record? Yeah, what do they give a shit about? So I want to know what you want to know about. And I got some uh, some feedback. <laughs> so... I have some questions. We're going to do an Instagram Q&A. And if you're not following us on Instagram, it's at Kim Murgatroyd and at Rob Murgatroyd. Super shocking. Very, very uh, unique names there. And they should also be in the show notes because I'm sure you have no freaking clue how to spell Murgatroyd. We probably should have thought that through. But follow us and uh, we're always open to your ideas and things you want to know about. So, Robert... I'm going to go through some of these. The first one I'm going to go through is going to relate to Italy and our move here. And there's a few questions that we get in relation to the, let's call it the technical aspect of of, move, of moving here. So <clears throat> the first one is, how do you get a visa? I get this question all the time, to be honest, uh, from people who are aspiring expats. And how do, how do you get to live there? Do you need a visa? That kind of a thing. I'm going to answer this one real quick. We have a, a got a visa. And what you do to get a visa is you find your local consulate. And if you want to move to a different country, the process is probably the same. You have to get a visa in the country you currently reside in. So if you live in America or if you live in the UK or you live in Australia, whatever it is, you have to apply for the visa in your current country, that allows you entry into uh, Italy or wherever you're trying to move to. So in America, Google, literally Google's your best friend. This is being resourceful here. Google Italian consulate and your area, whatever your state is, and it'll pop up. For us, it was Los Angeles consulate. You go and they have a gazillion visas from student visas where you don't have to be like a college student. You could be a student studying Italian uh, or, or there's elective residency visas. There's soon hopefully going to be a nomad visa for people who work from home. So you simply go through the visa process. If you want help with the visa process, you can contact our attorney, Michele Capecchi. We will also link him in the show notes. He is a wealth of information and helped facilitate our process here, which was flawless. So that's the first thing on moving to Italy. Second thing is how did we physically get our stuff here? And um, we've talked about in previous podcasts what we thought we were going to do and what we actually did. And that one, Rob, do you want to take that one? How we physically got our stuff here and what we brought? I'll do it, but then Just you're going to correct me no. and tell me I said it wrong. That's not I'm the... Not. All right. You're actually going to control yourself. Zip it, lock it, put it in my pocket. All right. So everybody listening, I want you to just hear what she Unless said. Unless you get it wrong. <laughs> so we had a house full of stuff because we lived in a house you know, beds and, and TVs and cars and, and all that. So we initially went, okay, well, let's just take everything in our house and we'll just put it on. Like we can put it on a, 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 a what do they call this? Cargo cars. People do it all the time. So you Google, how do you get your car there? How do you get this there? How do you get that, that there? And it was during the height of the pandemic or maybe midway through the pandemic. And boats were really 
backed up. So what would have taken 30 days was now taking a minimum of six months to put all that stuff onto a cargo ship. And we in, just, in an Italian time, that's a year. It's a year, right? So we're like, okay, well, we, we're not going to be able to do that. So what do we do? Do we sell our car? Okay, I guess we got to sell the car. Do we sell, you know, uh, so we went through this whole process of selling things. But even then we're like, okay, we're going to take all this stuff with us. And then we're like, well, we can't physically, like I'll give you an example, like a Peloton. Like we we like our Peloton, we'll take a Peloton. Well, the I don't know how much a Peloton is, but let's say it's a thousand or $2,000. It was exactly the same cost for us to ship the Peloton as it was to just buy another one when we got there. So I had a conversation with somebody here while we were still in California. And I asked them, what do they recommend? And he said, look, I've, I've done this and I've made a lot of mistakes. And I know a lot of people who've done it and made a lot of mistakes. Here's the answer. Sell everything. Come here without even your underwear because you could buy that too. And it was a little tongue in cheek sort of way of saying you need to bring nothing. So another friend said, um, get some duffel bags. That's the way to do them. Like duffel bags, yep, duffel bags. And that same person said, use a company called Send My Bag. Not sponsored, wish we were. <clears throat> and Send My Bag basically does exactly what the name says. They'll send your bag ahead of you. So we bought, I don't know, a dozen, 12, 14 we duffel had, bags. We had 10 duffel bags and we packed it with all our stuff. And the only big item that we were going to purchase and have shipped was your eight sleep mattress. So we had that coming. So we had to bring sheets because the, the dimensions are different in Europe than an American size, you know, king bed or whatever. So we did have to bring that kind of stuff. But we had 10 duffel bags that we shipped with Send My Bag. We were terrified that they were not going to show up, that they'd show up destroyed, that they would end up in uh, customs forever. None of that happened. We were literally on the plane. And I remember you showing me the tracking. It like, it like tracked your bags wherever it went. And our bags arrived before we did. And so it was... It was flawless. Yeah, it's incredible. It shows you like a little picture of where it is. It's like, um, you know, when you're on an airplane and it's like, it shows you where you are. It gives you a visual of an airplane over the ocean. It Send My Bag does that with text updates if you want it and it'll show you exactly where it is. And then when it got to customs, we're like, oh God, this is not gonna be good. Just, it was easy. It, it was like going through customs. Well, because they gave us the list of everything not to put in it, which by the way, I had you repack the bags oh, that's, 12 times. That's, that's worth uh, talking about. Like, and by the way, just if you're still listening to this and you're like, I'm going to not listen to this any longer because I'm not moving to Italy, know that not all the questions we got were based around Italy, but the first few were. So the other ones will be All right, well, we can skip things. it. We can move on. Um, the, well, the last question about Italy was if we kept our US number or if we had to get an Italian number. And to make this not boring, we have both. So your iPhone, we got it unlocked. You can have dual SIMs. So we have an Italian number for local stuff. We have a American number for American stuff. And and that's how that's a much longer detailed uh, trauma that we went through, but here's we what, have Here's both. what you need to know about that. You can absolutely do it mm -hmm. and it's not 
complicated, but there are very specific steps that you need to do to make it work. But at the end of the day, you can have a US number and an Italian in number. Inside your phone. And it's not going to cost you a lot of money. No, our Italian phone is like 20 bucks a month, which yeah. is amazing. But you need to know the steps. Yeah. Uh, so that's that about living in Italy. So the next two are about business. And one of them, business ideas where you don't have to physically live in the location because this person is looking to live in two places. So we talk about business a lot. And Rob and I have been on a journey for, I don't know, 15 years, quite literally, regarding creating location-independent income. So like many of you probably read Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek and got inspired to create a side hustle, a location-independent income. You want to be a digital nomad, whatever the verbiage is that you prefer. And we've been doing this for the better part of 15 years from uh, courses to eBooks. Do you remember when we did a bed bug eBook? Mm -hmm. Like we have gone up and down around a million things and there are endless opportunities. And now, even more so after the pandemic, there are many, many companies that will hire you to do a job and you do not have to physically live in the location where your company is. There are international companies that hire. There, The world is quite literally your or, or your oyster. And if you can live in two different locations, you can for sure make uh, money doing whatever you want, right? So uh, I would look into businesses that don't require your presence. Maybe you have a... We talked about boring businesses on a previous podcast. Uh, you can go back and look for that. It was on a previous Friday. You can look into doing that wherever one location is. You could have that set up and running automatically with uh, staff. Or you could have a business like we do where we created our business and we run our own company with multiple streams of income from network marketing to courses to events to coaching. Uh, and that keeps us with you know many streams of income coming in. So anything you want to add on that? No, that I think the bigger the bigger issue is possibility. You know, I, I often when you when we're answering questions, I often visualize who the person is that's asking the question and what their situation is. And I'm sure I don't get it right all the time. But if you feel like, you know, you're working in a bank in Nebraska and you're trying to get out, it may seem so hard to you to figure out how to unwind that because you're around an environment that per, not perhaps is not digital nomad e and you know things are done in a certain way where you are and your parents did it in a certain way and you, you just you know you, you're not stimulated by an environment that's going to allow you to make that change and i think um the only thing i can add is think bigger and think possibility and don't get lost in the granular aspect of how to do it. Just at the at the beginning of this, just think about what it is that you would love. So if you're dreaming of Paris and you're dreaming of Portugal, hold on to the dream. Just see yourself in Portugal or Italy or Paris or wherever, wherever it is for you that lights you up and just sit there for a little while with it. And then before you know it, you'll start getting some ideas. You'll be like, you know, maybe I could... What about, and then it starts to come. So if it just seems like such a giant leap for you, don't go too granular. 
I'm going to give you some specifics. And I think that was phenomenal information on as far as manifesting something. Let me give you a couple of specifics because I've actually had this conversation with many people recently. And there are other jobs you can do. Like you said, Rob, if you've been in a bank or in a a, a job for a period of time, you sort of feel like that's your skill set. And, you know, what am I going to do? Like be a, a bank teller somewhere, you know, digitally. No, but there's a possibility that you could take a skill set you have and apply it in a different way. For example, there's a website called Upwork. Upwork allows you to post yourself, your resume, what your skills are, and it will match you for jobs. You can also search for people that post jobs on Upwork. We hire many people through Upwork to do different things from uh, personal assistants that we have that are in other parts of the world to editing our videos to doing some social media. There are so many jobs available on Upwork that you can take your skills and take the jobs that you want. And they're all remote. That is exactly what Upwork is. If you want to do something where you have a social media presence and you want to create and generate income through affiliates and things like that, there are a gazillion ways to have um, affiliate income come in from things like Shine On, which is print-on-demand physical products, through affiliate marketing for other people's digital products, through brand partnerships. Like if you're interested in brand partnerships in wellness that create a recurring income, I can help you with that. Reach out to me for that. And there are definitely different lanes there you can go. Another uh, specific idea, and I don't know this person. I can't vouch for her in any way. I came across her on uh, TikTok actually, and I like her social media and I like her message. And her name is Andrea, I'm sorry if I get this wrong, Andrea Valeria. And her she's a remote work specialist. Her Instagram handle is it's a travel OD. I don't travel odd. I don't know. Um, and she has a I don't know. Uh, her, her, all of her social media is about different companies that are hiring and how you can set, send your resume and you know put your resume together to um, land these digital uh, remote jobs around the world. So, not just her. Again, like I said, I can't vouch for her because I don't know her. But there are other people like that. If you search on even TikTok or Instagram for remote jobs. And there are people that that do this and that will help you find and land remote jobs. So don't put the don't put the hinky on yourself like, oh my God, I could never get a, a our daughter has a remote job. Our older daughter, Demi, has a great remote job. She's actually worked remote for the last few years and uh, she loves it and she's always traveling. And I think that there are so many opportunities out there now that don't don't put the limiting belief on yourself that you can't do it and live where you want because especially now after the pandemic, it, there are so many more options. Yeah, I was just about to say that. The greatest thing that came out of the pandemic is the fact that workers, companies figured out that you can work um, remotely. So here's what I would say. Is that our last one, by the way? No. Okay, there's, so then I'll just, more. I'll add this and then we'll move on. Um, 
Be careful for arguing for your limitations. You know, you, you don't get any points for proving why something is not going to work. So it's going to be very easy for you to sit there and say, like, um, you know, I, I work in a bank. There's no way I can do this. Or, you know, uh, should I be doing, you know, what I love? It, it, just be really, really careful of not believing in possibility that you can, because the moment you don't think you can, you're right and you won't be able to do it. Okay. That's actually a really good segue into the next question. The next question is how to build a business, how to build a business with little money and no support from your husband. So there's two lanes we can take on this one. Lane number one, I'm going to answer and Rob, whatever your feelings are on this, go for it. But uh, I want to first talk about how to build the business without support from your husband and no money. So I just gave you a million options of remote work where it's a paycheck. So you don't necessarily have to build your own business. You could work remotely for uh, another company. Again, Upwork. I just gave all these, these examples. So you could tap into any one of those for free. (laughs) They don't cost anything. And you can put your skills to work and build a business uh, remotely. Now, on the other side of it, social media is free. You could, if if you are really wanting to build your own thing and not really get a paycheck from someone else, you can build social media for free, figure out what your lane is. So many people are giving incredible free content absorb it all, figure out what your lane is and affiliate for other products, affiliate for other people's products and go all in. As far as the no support from your husband, this is a deeper conversation. First thing is, is why do you have no support from your husband? That sounds like a relationship conversation. And that sounds like there may be some work that needs to be done in your relationship because I, I I realize and I recognize that I don't have that issue. I have an incredibly supportive husband and we made a commitment to play at the highest level of relationship, which is what lights him up lights me up and what's light, what lights me up lights him up. And that's not always easy to do. Like when he was 45 and came home and said, I wanna be a nightclub DJ, that was tough, right? That's a, like a weird one that could throw some women. You know, I, I actually at that time had women like, how do you deal with the fact that your husband's going to be in a nightclub until four in the morning with 20 year old girls? And I was like, yeah, I, I don't care because I trust him, right? So we have a great relationship. And that wasn't an issue for me like it would be for other women. And I get that. But more importantly, it was lighting him up in a way that he needed. And I want him to be fulfilled and do what he is passionate about. And that's important to me. So I recognize that I don't have that problem with not having support, but I would ask why does he not support you? And what is there some previous things that have happened or is this just how he is? And is it important to you that he supports you? Do you support him? And where is that breakdown? And you, if you're both interested in growth as a couple, I would highly recommend 
doing some work with um, Tony Robbins has some amazing couple work as well as John Gottman. Uh, you can just find the books or the podcasts or the audios. Uh, YouTube is a great resource uh, with John Gottman because chances are there's deeper relational issues in that question. Um, but I would say build the business anyway. You know, build, just do it anyway. You don't need the support from him. You are your own person and you can do it. What do you think, Robert? I think the last part of what you said for me is the one that most resonates and do it anyway. I think it can be an excuse um, where you say your husband isn't supportive. And I'm, I'm going to play... I'm going to play a different role because Kim's covered all the other the other portion of this, so I don't need to reiterate everything that she said. You're going to play the coach? I'm going to play the coach. And I think that if you're not making a decision because your husband isn't supportive, that you are possibly using that as an excuse not to move forward in something that you want and it's very, very, I've, I've done it. I've done it a million times. You know, I want to move to California. I can't have a kid. I want to move. I can't, I'm a chiropractor. I want to. So it's easy to blame it on something else because if you remove the excuse that your husband isn't supportive, well, what does that leave? That leaves you taking the action to do it. And it's fucking hard. It's scary. It's confusing. And doing it in spite of somebody that doesn't have the same dream that you have isn't easy. But I'll tell you, what moves things is certainty. When somebody steps into a place of certainty, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. I'm taking this ride whether you want it or not. What happens emotionally is the other person will sense that certainty and they're much more likely to get on board and not be kicking and screaming as much. Now, is that true 100% of the time? No. The husband can say, I don't believe in this. I don't want to do this. And then perhaps the, either the relationship isn't right or maybe you get counseling or maybe whatever, right? But I just did a, I recently um, was speaking to somebody who wanted to come uh, on one of our events. And she's like, my husband doesn't support it. And I said, well, you can do the event by yourself if you want. She goes, oh, I didn't, I didn't know you had individuals there too. I said, yeah, I have individuals. I said, so how would that work? How, how would that work if you came on the event yourself? And she nonchalantly said, oh, that would be 100% divorce if I did that. And I went, what? And she said, oh yeah, no, if I came myself, we'd get divorced. And I went, oh, really? She's like, oh yeah, it would be, it would be, that's what it would mean. And what I saw in her eyes there was, do I want to take the leap to say, this is something that's important to me. And I am sick and tired of doing what he wants me to do and not taking action on what I want to do, even if that means getting divorced. That's what I saw in her eyes. So I'm not your divorce counselor or your counselor, but that's the first thing that came uh, to mind. Um, the other thing is on the reverse side of it, if the husband isn't supportive, perhaps he's in fear and frozen. So if, you know, if you say, hey, I want to, you know, move to Portugal, we'll keep, we'll keep on the Portugal thing. And the husband's like, not all on board with it. Perhaps what really is going on is, is he's saying like, uh, 
I don't know how to do this. And I don't like, I, I have an income that I'm making with my job and I can't just give that up. If I give that up and we're not gonna have money, we're not gonna have money, we're gonna lose our house. We're gonna, all of those things. So maybe talking with him about why he's not supportive or maybe asking him what he's afraid of or for a guy, maybe that's not the right question. Maybe it's, do you have any fears, trepidations, anxieties around this? Talk to me about what you're feeling. So I don't like the blanket, I can't do it because he's not supportive. I would argue you're not being creative enough to figure out ways to, to understand what he's feeling or to grow, you know, put your big girl panties on and do what it is that you want to do. I think there's somewhere in the midst of both of those as opposed to just saying, oh, can't do it can't do it. He's not supportive. I think that is great advice that many people, including myself, can take from time to time. Well, we, that wasn't for you. You do what I tell you to do. Come oh on, my we've, God, we've, stop we've, it. we've talked about that. Robert Victor. It's Anthony. my way or, come on, say it. My way or the. I'm going to put you in a, <laughs> a dumpster. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. Um, all right. Last question. And this is a, a, a really, I love this question. So what makes you happy and fulfilled? And that sounds like a very surface question, but we've taken such a journey into fulfillment and there's been a lot of um, moving <laughs> and there's been a lot of winding roads to it. But what makes you happy and fulfilled? And I also think there's some age things here, right? Like what makes you happy and fulfilled at 55 is different than at 25. So go, I'm asking you. Well, let me comment on the question first and then I'll give you, you want my answer? Is that what you're looking I, for? I, I, yeah, you just, want to, it, you just want to comment. There are two people in this podcast to take it away, Bob. I think that we've talked about this before. I think people don't give a lot of attention to the energy that they feel in the surroundings that they're in. And so what brings me fulfillment is what you've talked about. Uh, I think it's on this podcast, could be on another one, where you talked about how, it was on the, the one we did last week on the questions, where you talked about, you know, what are you most happy about right now? And the answer was, you know, I think walking through the streets and, and seeing all the characters in the street of, of uh, Florence. I think, you know, I was listening to Lori Harder who did a podcast on this and she's recently just purchased a home with her husband, Chris, in Newport, California. And um, she moved away from California and now she's uh, part of the year, she's back. And she realized, she said, you know, I will never not be in an environment that doesn't have ocean palm trees and one that brings me energy. She said, I'm getting idea after idea after idea by being in this environment. It is stimulating business ideas. It's stimulating life ideas because energetically she's happy. And where she was in another place was not giving her that zap of energy that she needs. In fact, it was doing the opposite. It was taking energy out of her. So I think it's really, really important that when you think about fulfillment, you think about how you feel. You know, there's not a day that goes by where Kim and I don't walk out in the streets and go, oh my God, I love being here. And that state that you're in of fulfillment I think it does two things. One is it makes you want to be creative. But two, I think sometimes, and this is gonna be antithetical. You know, I hear people say 
to me, you know, if I lived in a place where you lived, whether it was in LA or it was here in Florence, I wouldn't want to work as much. And they view that as a bad thing. And I am, while I'm probably not going to have the nest egg that they've prepared for their life, what I will have is I will be exchanging that for seven days a week of joy, happiness, and fulfillment. And being in this environment, while it may not make me want to put my head down and go from one work thing to the next work thing and to be grinding and grinding and grinding and accumulating, 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 come to the end of your life and go, oh, he's gone, he's dead. I am truly fucking living. Like we are living, you know, our dream was to jump on a, a, a train and in an hour be in Venice and sailing down the canals of Venice or in an hour be in Greece or whatever it is. These are the things that light us up and we're living it. We are in it. We are having food that is orgasmic every single night. We're like last night we're, you know, just sitting in a, in a piazza and listening to a singer. This was the things for us that made us fulfilled. And I, there are so many things that are baked into this. Like your blood pressure goes down, your risk of heart disease and cancer goes down, your kids and your marriage are more connected, your you have less wrinkles on your face because you're, the only wrinkles you have are smile wrinkles because you're happy, you're just relaxed. So fulfillment, I think for me comes from place. There are many things, but I think one of them is place, dictates it. What you just said, which by the way, I don't even want to follow that up, but the environment that you're in creates the fulfillment because of the connections with the people, the food, the sunshine, the inspiration. It's all there. Like it's not just the place. The place is what brings you, if you lived in Texas, no knock to Texas, it would bring you a different group of people and food and environment and scenery. It would bring a difference in that. Um, okay, so I literally don't want to follow that up, but I'm, I'm just going to share quickly. So fulfillment, there's a difference for me between happiness and fulfillment. Happiness is not something that you're going to have or that I'm going to think I have to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There are moments where I'm going to not be happy. I'm going to stub my toe and it's going to piss me off. I'm going to have moments that I want to pull my hair out. I'm going to be frustrated. I'm going So happiness is a roller coaster, right? It's I think people aim to be happy and when they're not happy, they think they're they're broken. And I think life is challenges that you get to overcome. I think it's contrast that you can allow to create the clarity you need. I think that there are all elements and emotions to life. So happiness, I think, is one of them. I don't think it's a long-term, everyday thing. Fulfillment, however, is. Fulfillment is there. 
Fulfillment for me is time. It's time with my daughter. It's time with my family. It's time with our older daughter. It's time with my husband. It's time with my dog. It's time with my friends. It's time. It's time. It's options. It's having that every day. Like when we started, when we had Sophia, I should say, no, I'll back it up. When we started our first company more than 15 years ago, Jet Set Life, and many of you may not know this, we had a company called Jet Set Life. We read the four-hour work week, had <laughs> made Jet Set Life. It was our passion. We wanted to turn travel into a profit, right? We wanted to travel around the world and make money. So we created this company where we sold guidebooks and we did these travel shows. And the point of creating that was not to have a pile of money that we can sit on and count. It was to create time because we wanted time to live. And so for me, fulfillment is being able to have the time to live in the moment and not be always preoccupied with what's happening in my business or what's happening in my future or where am I going or what is my purpose or what is how am I going to make money. It's to not have to do that. Fulfillment is being in the moment more often than not. It's walking across the Ponte Vecchio on my way to the grocery store going, I can't believe I get to fucking walk across the Ponte Vecchio going to my grocery store. You know, now everybody's going to have their own version of it. You know, if I were to talk to, I'll give you a random example. If I were to talk to a DJ, it might be what makes me fulfilled is sitting on a plane going from gig to gig and writing um, my next track. What makes me fulfilled is walking out in front of ultra music festival and, you know, performing in front of the crowd. For uh, a dad at a certain stage of his life, it might be what makes me fulfilled is going into the garage and tinkering on, um, you know, wood carvings or whatever the fuck dads do in garages. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you have no clue. Is that what they do? What they, yeah. they, it's other people. Yeah. So everybody has their own thing. So please don't like, for me, when you, when you asked me, it was about place. But I, it's, a, I, but it's I, multi-pronged for everybody. I resonated with it. My friend, yeah. Darren, I don't think this resonates with, I don't think that for him, the place that he's in, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I think every, here's the thing. I think just like you and I are in this moment committed to living in fulfillment. That is our goal. That is our commitment. Our, this is what your, your events are about. It's about taking people out of business and putting them into environments that provoke inspiration and fulfillment and ideas and hobbies and things that make people well-rounded. You know, when your kid is in school, I, I don't know if they do this anymore, but I remember being in school and the thing was raise your kid to be well-rounded. They should be good educationally, good with friends, good athletes, good you know, community leaders, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. It was like creating this well-rounded kid. And I think we become adults and we're myopic. Business only, family only. Like you're, you either work or you're a stay-at-home mom. 
But what about just being a fucking woman who's a wife and a mom and has a business or or is an employee? Like we we categorize things as myopic one things, you know? And I think that we're we're bigger than that and more multi I think all of us are multi-pronged. I know that environment is important to our friend because he has a mountain house and he mm. likes to go uh, skiing or mountain biking or whatever. And I think that, I think everybody is multi-pronged. I think we get myopic and we only go into business lane or we only go into family lane. And then we lack fulfillment because we're not, you know, it's the blue zones, right? The blue zones are about food. They're about family. They're about community. They're about environment. They're about moving your body. I think you need all of those things and tap into all of it to create the fulfillment in your life. Yeah, I would go as far as to say that that it's easy to become monomaniacal just on one thing where everything, you're like a maniac when it comes to business and all these other areas. I'll leave you with this. I think you guys get the point. Um, it was a holiday here in Italy um, on Monday, uh, last Monday, or maybe the Pretty Monday. Pretty sure every Monday is a holiday here. Yeah. And <laughs> all the Italians are off. And you could see it because it's a holiday, right? The streets are packed. So we're starting to be able to see the difference between tourists and Italians in the streets. Like it's become, it's actually- uh, It's a scarf. It's a, scarf. it's a giant scarf. That's the difference. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's 400 degrees or yes, there is a scarf for that. <clears throat> That's funny. You know how they said there's an app for that? There's a scarf In for Italy, that. there's a scarf for that. There is a scarf 12 for 12 months a year, 365 days. I see them. Number one, they're walking so slow that you can't get, um, you can't get past them. But I see them just sitting there. They're- they're eating an ice, a gelato, like they're making love to that gelato. They're, they're sitting there. Like there was one guy that I passed. It's actually on the cover of this book I'm reading. It was, it was identical. He's on his Vespa. He's, there was, it was sunny and he's, he's on his back on his Vespa smoking a cigarette with his, his sunglasses like half down his nose so he can get sun in his eyes and not a fucking care in the world. His feet are crossed and he's back and he's relaxed. These motherfuckers <laughs> know how to enjoy life. If they are out at a party, they're dancing. If they're eating gelato, they're making love to it. If they're lying on their Vespa, their arms are flailing out and they are in the moment. In the moment. That's the thing. And that's what I said that for me being fulfilled is being in the moment and not preoccupied. They figured they have a word for it, preoccupado, right? Yeah. So actually, I think the word for worry is preoccupado. It is. I think yeah. that's what, isn't that interesting? Yeah. But that, but that's the point. So for me, fulfillment is being able to live more hours of the day in fulfillment. And the bells are ringing, which well, means we're gonna it's, en- we're gonna it's end lunchtime. It. We literally live by the bells now. So the bells have tolled. We are done. Uh, and that's it, everybody. Have a great week. See you next week. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or 
their Play Hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds, and leave me a five-star review, and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.